hope you could sing that honestly, amen. Remain standing, please. Take your Bibles tonight and turn with me to the book of Mark, chapter number 11. Mark, chapter number 11. And we'll go to verse number 12. Of course, it's New Year's Day. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I knew it, but it just dawned on me this afternoon. I, I was sitting there. We were having some coffee before we come to church, and I said to my wife, I said, it's New Year's Day. And she's like, duh. And uh, I don't know, it just didn't click. I was thinking yesterday was New Year's Day. That's New Year's Eve, and tomorrow's Thursday. And uh, so, anyways, we'll be all right. I thank the Lord for this day. appreciate you being out. I think it's good when folks come out on a holiday to church. Amen. And uh, it's a, a wonderful opportunity to serve the Lord. Good place to be first day of the year. And, uh, and so tonight, the time my message is this, New Year Faith. New Year's faith, and uh, I believe God could really bless us. I'm anxious about the new year, what God's going to do in our lives, and and uh, what He can do, what He will do, and I think we follow Him, and uh, it could be a very productive year for us. It could be a year that will bring glory to Him, uh, if you want it to. You know, it's going to be up to us. Remember, I, I, I I've written what I've written, and uh, so we want to write the right things. But tonight. New Year's faith, and we look at verse number 12 of Mark chapter number 11, verse number 12, and we'll read just uh, 12 through 14 at first. I'll read verse 12, you join me on 13, and uh, then we're going to skip down to another verse. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree far off, having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. And for the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Go on down to verse number 20. And we'll read down through, the end of, or down through verse 26. 20 through 26, I'll read 20. Join me on 21 and so on. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. And let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, thank you again for the time tonight. We can be here. We thank you, Lord, that we see an importance of church. I know the world doesn't see it. And sadly, a lot of Christians don't see the importance of it. And it could be even, even if we're in a service. We don't see how important it is. But it is. God, I pray that you'll speak to our hearts tonight. Help us learn the truth that you have for us. Give us the attention of each and every one. May no one cause anyone else not to be able to hear and so, Father, I pray that we'd be sensitive to the Holy Spirit as you speak to us tonight. Because we have a whole year that we believe, unless you tarry, we have a year ahead of us that we can do something for you that's going to take faith. 
So, Father, bless now and help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Whenever a new year arrives, oftentimes people think about resolutions, a New Year's resolution. And uh, I think a lot of times, you know, what we do is say, well, this year I'm going to lose some weight. And so we have a diet for about 30 minutes, and, and then we're, we're off on the races to eat again. It's not a bad time in the holidays to start a diet unless you have a diet called eat what you want. And that's about the only way it work out. But uh, we make resolutions about things, about a diet maybe we're on or what we're going to do, how we're going to behave, read our Bibles, pray. And uh, it's sad to say that, that we oftentimes we fail in these uh, resolutions that we make. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and so uh, that's, that's what oftentimes happens. And, and, uh, and so I, I know that today and tomorrow and on will seem like uh, uh, pretty much we'll get over the the, the thought of it being New Year's Day, and we'll get to a place where uh, it's just any other day, and that's the way it'll be. You know, we Christmas time, wonderful time, but uh, it's nice also to take the Christmas decorations down and get the house back to normal and uh, things like that. And what happens though? Our days become like any other day, and I understand that happens. But even every other day, any other day, ought to be a day that we live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, when we come to this new year, it's a time, again, of us making the right decisions. You know, a lot of the problems we had in life in the last year, in the times our downfalls and our, 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 our sin and, and whatever messed up in our life, it was all caused by our decisions that we made. You know, many times people make bad decisions, and, and uh, every, every day is a day of decisions. And if we would wake up every day and say, you know what, I'm going to serve God today, that would be a great decision to make. And, uh, and, uh, and so here we are at the beginning of 2023. We've got to get used to this, and, and uh, we, we need to make some decisions. And I believe the greatest decision, though, that we can make is this, to have faith in God. To have faith in God. That don't sound real important to us maybe at first, but when you think about it, we live in a very troubled time. I mean, I, I just... I. I'm amazed at the things that I read anymore about what's happening in America. Uh, I just read this afternoon now. I mean, just, just crazy things. Now, they are, uh, 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 the, the new thing that's out, I think the state of, of, of uh, New York has just legalized this, the decomposing of bodies. I'm thinking, what in the world? And I thought, what in the world is this about? I read the story. And instead of burying someone, they put them in this little thing, and they put grass on them, and they put twigs on them, and it's like a, what, what's, what's what you have outside, you put the compost, and they do it with bodies. And I'm thinking, you know, you say, well, preacher, you know, these bodies, they go back to the, the earth, I understand, but I, I tell you what, I mean, that's what you do with garbage, you know, I don't believe in cremation, because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we respect that. And I think it's disrespectful even to do that. And I'm thinking, where in the world? We're just becoming so savage-like. And, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the drag queens and things that are going on. And I was kind of happy I read the story about uh, that, uh, uh, he's supposed to be a Christian fella. And uh, he's not the same brand we are. But uh, he wrote some books for kids. And they, they had some library readings. And he did. And and, and and the place was packed. I'm glad because they've been the, the, the queers have been doing it. 
And uh, they've been having their dra- the drag queens coming in and reading to children. Number one, I don't understand why a parent would take a child. Number two, how they would allow that to happen in, in there. And number three, I'm like, where are those people's brains? And uh, I, I think, you know, we, we live in, in, in a very troubled time. In a, a time when everybody thinks, and, and, you know, and, and America is all upset about this abortion thing. And, and again, abortion is killing babies. And people are upset that they can't kill their babies. We live in troubled times. Uh, I just, I just, sometimes I, I, I can't understand it. We live in uncertain times. And uh, we just don't know what's going to happen. On the news yesterday, I was reading about, about China and Russia having talks together, trying to get together. And uh, let me tell you something. China and, and Russia are not friends of the United States of America. And, uh, and, it's, and it's scary all that they have over our heads. And, uh, you know, you think about it, go home and look at everything that was made in China that is in your house. And uh, our medications are made there. And so it's an uncertain thing. All they have to do is cut that off. We're in trouble. Now, I don't want you to sit here and say, oh, man, I'm scared now. You don't need to be scared because I'm going to say this. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. We live in dangerous times. We just don't know what's going to happen to people now. The, 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 you know, people stealing cars. You go to a gas station and someone pulls a gun on you and uh, takes your car. And uh, uh, in a store, they pull a gun on a person and shoot them uh, on the streets. We live in dangerous times. I, I mean, I know I moved out here. Uh, it, almost, it almost was like a, a church picnic when I moved here after the Chicagoland area. But uh, I, I know how bad it was there. And it's getting that way in our own country. And I've told you, I've talked to the uh, chief of police here in Martinsburg, little Martinsburg. And he said, he said, preacher, you would not believe what happens at night, even in Martinsburg. We live in a, a wicked, we live in a dangerous world today. And uh, uh, you say, well, preacher, why do you say all this? Because I believe this, we must have faith in God. If not, we'll fall apart. We'll sit and have our nerves frayed if we don't have faith in God. If we live by the daily news programs, we'll be most miserable people because they usually don't have good news. They either got goofy stuff or bad news. And so if we live by what we hear on the news, we'll be most miserable. And what Jesus said to the disciples, he said in verse 22, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. I like what someone said one day. They said this, This whole matter of Christian living is simply one issue, believing God. It really is. Just believe God. Now, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I don't understand how in the world it's going to work out, but I believe God. You say, preacher, this world gets worse and worse, and it sure does. But I know that he's still on the throne. I know he's doing well. Just talked to him a few minutes ago, amen. He's doing well, and, and he's on the throne, and he will take care of us. And he is coming again. Praise God, he is. Could be in 2023, the Lord will come again. The trumpet will sound. We'll rise to be with him. How wonderful that will be. But even if he doesn't, my faith is in him. My faith is in him. We talk about faith in God, but we watch the world falling apart. And when we watch the world fall apart, we oftentimes do the same thing. And there's no reason for it. We often don't practice what we preach. But we must. We must. When we talk to other people, we see they're having a promise. We tell them, have faith in God. But I may say this, we need to have faith in God too. Yes, tell other people, but we ourselves, when no one else is around, have faith in God. 
Now, in our text, I believe we find several things this evening I'd like to share with you before we go home tonight. And that, that one of the things is this, that God of our faith, the power of God. Look at verse number 14 again. And Jesus answered and said unto, unto it, this fig tree. Now, understand, the tree had leaves, but no figs on it. And Jesus, verse 14, And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And the disciples heard it. Disciples are paying attention, and they hear Jesus saying, All right, this tree doesn't have fruit. No one will eat from this tree ever again. Now, that don't seem like a big deal until you come over to verse number 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree. And what happened to it? Dried up from the roots. You know what that, what that means? Ain't nobody going to have any fruit from that tree. That seems something simple, but it happened exactly as God said. The Lord said, no one will eat from this tree again. Curse that tree, and that's what happened. Uh, that, uh, again, it doesn't seem like a big deal maybe to us that the tree did not give fruit. But I'm saying this, what God said, that's what happened. That will thrill us, the fact of knowing that God is God. He's able to do things like that, all-powerful. Jesus told the disciples, and after that, when, uh, when, Paul, when, when Peter called to remembrance in verse 21, and Peter calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, a fig tree which thou curses is withered away. He was like, well, what do you expect? I can imagine the Lord saying, hey, I said that's what's going to happen, and that's what happened. You know, it, it reminds me that right, this is a little bit bigger deal now than a tree. Jesus said, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. Same person said it. You know what? As the tree withered away, our Savior will come again. I don't know when. The world laughs and they, they, and they, and they say, well, you've been saying a long time. Yeah, we may have, but I'll tell you what, he is still coming again. I look forward to it. Our, you know, I think about when he says have faith in God, really how hard is it to have faith in God when we realize that the whole world, the whole universe, was spoken into existence. Isn't that amazing? Just spoke. You know, I'm amazed sometimes at things people are able to do. You know, like build some big buildings. You've seen things before, these, you know, some structures. You're like, man, how in the world did they ever make that? And I look and I think, man, that's amazing. Man could do that. Sinful man could do that. Think about this. We're talking about what God's able to do. But man even had to have hundreds, maybe thousands of people help build this, this thing. And, and, and God just by himself said, uh, let there be light, and there was. God created man, didn't have to have thousands, he just created man. God who created the heavens and the earth. And so the question is, what, cannot, what can God not do? I think about God said to Sarah, remember, God, God blessed her and going to give her a child. And what did God say to her? He said this, he said, nothing is impossible with God. How true that is. Nothing's impossible. Preacher, it just, it just seems like it's impossible. That's never going to happen. But uh, nothing's impossible with God. We need to remember 1 Corinthians 2.5. And it says this, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I don't care what the Ph.D. says. I care what God's Word says. I don't care what the educator says. I care what God's Word says. That's why I don't have a problem. They have evolution. They teach evolution. I don't, that don't bother me at all. I, I mean, it bothers me when they teach it because I know this. I know what the truth is. I believe God. I think about the promises of our God. I think about the many great and precious promises, and every promise has the backing of God's character. 
That's the wonderful thing about God. You know, those people, have you ever seen a politician make promises? Now, here's another good question. Have you ever seen a politician keep the promises? There's a little hint here. We're going to find the core problem of the southern border. <laughs> Who am I? Yeah, you caught it. Huh? How good did I do that, huh? And I, and I, and I, and I look and I think, you know, they, they don't have the answers. But I know that my God does. Every promise that he makes is a promise that is kept. Because he's holy, he's righteous, because he's God. And the only way that the promises of God can fail is for God not to be true to his word. But he is, isn't he? He's true to his word. I'm so glad that this Bible, you know what's interesting about it? You ever read some of the things in the Old Testament and you see how it came about in the New Testament. We look at the prophecy and we see prophecy fulfilled. We look around us and we see what God says and the world takes forever to catch up to what God's word already said. You know, they said for a long time the earth was, was flat, didn't they? Remember back when you were a kid? They said the world was flat. And then what happens, uh, they finally found out, but hey, the Bible already said that it was, it was round. What, what took them so long? They're not looking in the word of God. They're looking at man's wisdom. Oh, thank God for, his, uh, for having faith in him, and he will, not, he will never fail his word. I'm glad, again, that I have a King James Bible. Amen. I'm making no apology for a King James Bible. Uh, if, if you had an NIV, you ought to apologize. Say, Preacher, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. Because you don't need something that's not right. We need something that's right, as King James Bible is. But God will stay true to his word. I think about the gift of our faith received from God, Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Say, preacher, why is it important for us to go to church? We hear the word of God. I guarantee you this, Al, for 40 years, every time we've come in here to have church, we've always had the word of God. In, in 40 years, every service, we've had this King James Bible. Not this exact King James Bible, but I'll have it on the 15th. I'll show you the one that we started with. And you know what? It's the same thing, King James Bible. It was a Schofield Bible. This is a Schofield Bible, by the way, too. But uh, it's, it's the same old Bible, a King James Bible, that we preach from from the beginning. We will till Jesus comes again. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. The gift of God's word brings a gift of faith. We receive the gift of salvation when we receive Jesus Christ by faith. I'm glad we have Lord's Supper here this evening. That bread is not Jesus. That juice is not Jesus. It's a picture of them. Go down to the Catholic Church and they'll tell you this, they're eating Jesus. I was reading, I told you I was reading that book about that priest. It was a 40 years, 40 years he was a priest way long time ago, and he got saved. And he got all kinds of problems because he read the Bible. And he said it always disgusted him to think that they were eating the body of Jesus. That is a disgusting thing. Drinking the blood of Jesus. But really what disgusts me is for folks, I, I read the story there, and his father, this priest's father had died. And he wasn't a priest uh, when he was a child. His father died. And the local priest came by, and they didn't have anything. The dad had, had they, they just had nothing. They had no money. The priest came, and he said, Do you know that your husband has never paid for his mass to get him out of purgatory? No, they said, We don't have any money. He said, You've got to have some money because your husband is in 
purgatory burning right now. Can you imagine going to someone and saying that to them? If you've been to a Catholic funeral before, you look and you'll see they'll have a little podium there with a box for you to put money in to try to get them, you pay them to get their, their loved one out of purgatory. And so they said, he said, you've got to have something. He says, do you have anything? She said, all that I have is a cow. And I milked that cow for my son to have something, some milk to drink. And he said, well, if that's all you have, that'll do. And took the cow. And he said he looked out the window and watched the priest walk away with it. I'll tell you what, that's dirty rotten. And telling someone that their loved one is in purgatory, check your King James Bible out, there is no purgatory. And telling those people they're in there and holding them to, this, to, to that kind of uh, a hogwash, and that's exactly what it is. I think you know how sad it is that people don't have the truth. But thank God tonight you hold in your hands this old King James Bible, which is the truth. The gift of God's word brings a gift of faith. John 1, 12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. We're saved by putting faith and trust in Jesus Christ, not eating the body, not even eating a cracker or juice. We're not saved. No one will get saved tonight by, these, by, the, by the bread and the juice. You're saved by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad it's so simple? I'm so glad it is. We are rewarded by God. Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God, to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, I could read in the Bible so many different stories of people that were rewarded because they believed God. You know, I just used the illustration a few moments ago about Sarah. God give her a child? Sure did, didn't he? You know what? God's a rewarder of them that believe him. You know, well, God, thank the Lord for the rewards that he gives to us. And, and uh, so many stories about people that, that have put their faith in the Lord. And we could tell story after story from the Bible. But I believe tonight we could all stand up in church and give testimony of how God has provided for us. My son and I were talking the other day when we went and got my wife's Christmas present of the washing machine. And, uh, but the late Christmas present. But we were talking. We were taking the old one over to Daniel's. Threw it in his yard. Didn't tell him about it. Just threw it in his yard. <laughs> And, uh, but uh, we, we, we took that, we ran over there to his neighbor, Daniel's neighbor, who collects uh, old washing machines or whatever, I don't know. But uh, uh, what, what's it, he, he does, it, scrap, that's it, scrap. And it was. And, uh, but Mark and I were driving over there, and we both started talking about how good God's been to us. You know, we don't deserve a thing. And God's so good to all of us, and God blesses us so much. And I thought, you know, God is a rewarder. He rewards us. As we serve him. You know, Frank, God never rewards me. Maybe you ought to get busy serving him. Because he does reward us. We need to understand that God has not given us, though, a blank check. Sometimes people read verse number 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. They're saying, well, man, that sounds like a blank check. And I believe that verse was a little boy praying for a pony. I never got the pony. You know, it was my desire to have a pony. I'm guaranteeing you right now, I wanted a pony. But you know what? God's desire was not for me to have a pony. God's desire is always the best. What I need to do is be, have a desire that God has. Knowing what God's will and asking for God's will to be done. 
Often we don't know what God's will is, so what we've got to do, we've got to pray in faith. I'll be honest with you, I, 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 didn't, I, 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 I know when it was about starting the church, I wasn't really sure about it. I remember I prayed, and I prayed to God, I just want, you know what would have been great? If God would have written in the sky, do it. That would have been so easy. If, if, if all of a sudden something came in the mail and said, Mark, this is what I want you to do, but that's not what God did. I had to believe him and trust him as his leading and trust him by faith. And we came by faith. We really did. And I, I oftentimes I think back of those days that we started the church. It took, it took a lot of faith. But I'll tell you what, I found out something. Faith in God, you'll never go wrong. You'll never go wrong. You'll find out what I prayed was this, Lord, not my will, but yours. Remember, I've told you, where did I want to go to have a church? I wanted to go south and west from where I was at in Indiana. And if you listen in geography class, and if you ever had a globe, Pennsylvania is not south or west of Chicagoland area. But I prayed not my will. I thought about Tennessee, had loads of relatives in Tennessee. There's a lot of folks down there. I thought, man, I could, I could go down there. There's lots of family down there. But I had to come to a place and God, wherever you want me to go. And I'll be honest with you. I have never regretted. Never regretted, except for a few of you caused me to some, somewhat regret. But uh, no, I, I've not ever regretted being where God wants me to be. Because being in God's will is the best place in the world to be. Best place. We need to have confidence in God. And understand this, that he will answer us according to his will. And his will is always best. His will is always best. You know, I think we just need to realize that God is our loving heavenly father. I'm glad we have him. Amen. You know, one, one of the things, too, I was reading that Catholic, about that Catholic priest that in the catechism, what they do, they tell the Catholic kids and, 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 and they destroy these kids in the catechism. They really, they're destroying them. And it uh, just makes me mad. And he said, well, you should not talk about them, but I am. You get a pulpit, you can talk about what you want to, amen? And uh, what they said, they said, that, said to the kids, they said, let me ask you something, kids. He said, he said, in your home, who is the most strict with you? Who is the one that deals the most harshly with you, your father or your mother? Little kids raise their hand, my dad. Dad's, you know, he could care. I'm right, you know, you know, walk it off, son. You know, mom, she's, oh my, that's, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, let me kiss it, and make it better. There ain't no kisses, make it better. But he said, Dad's the harshest one. He said, you're exactly right. That's why God has given us a heavenly mother, Mary. Mary can't do a thing for you and I. That is a bold, false lie. Bold-faced lie. That's what it is. And I think, you know, how sad it is that people say, well, you know, I have a heavenly... And they said that, 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 that you pray to Mary because she'll be a lot easier on you than God. Mary cannot do a thing for you and I. In fact, the Bible says that she called out to Jesus and said he was her Savior. That means this, she was a sinner who needed a Savior. We have a heavenly father who loves us. And he'll answer our requests according to his will. And sometimes that answer is on its way. It's not here right away. That's what happens sometimes. God says not. Sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says no. And sometimes he says later. And God's timing is always the best timing. 
And then we find some growing in faith. I believe some growing in faith. Jesus used the fig tree to teach a spiritual lesson here. The fig tree had leaves but no fruit. The leaves come on first and then the fruit. And what happens? There was no fruit at that time. It needed to grow some, but what happens? He, he cursed it. Because Jesus expected to see fruit. It gave the appearance of fruit, but it was not any fruit there. You know, we can, we can appear to be right, but we need to make sure our faith is in the Lord. We think that if, we are, if the right people get in Congress, it will be okay. Let me tell you something. We're not going to be any more okay than we were before. Because even Congress has forgot about God. The presidency has forgot about God. We, we, we see it. We see it happening, but our God's not forgot about us. The Bible talks in the book of Galatians in chapter 5, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Meekness, temperance, against such is no law. Paul warned about some things in 2 Timothy 3, 5, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. The thing about the form of godliness, and a lot of times people, and again, you know, I, I hate, don't get mad at me for bringing up about the Catholics. I just was reading that. And then yesterday, was it, that the, the ex-pope died? And they're all going about a wonderful man. The man is in hell if he believed what he said. The man is in hell. He said, well, you ought not say that. I'll not say something against the Pope. Let me tell you something. He's deceived many a people. I heard a Baptist preacher say, well, you know, I think the Pope is, is sincere. He's sincerely wrong. How many people have, been, have gone to hell because of them believing the catechism? So I just don't think it's that bad. Come to me after the service. I have a catechism, in, a Catholic catechism in my office. I'll let you look at it. Many people don't know. We just think, well, it's all right. I thought about the Pope and all the garb that he has on. He has the appearance of righteousness. There's no righteousness in that stupid-looking outfit. Amen. God judges fruitfulness. God looked at that, at that tree and he judged the tree. God looks at us too and he judges our righteousness. God knows what is there and what is not there. He knows real fruit uh, 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 separate from uh, uh, false fruit. George Mueller said this, an old preacher from years ago, he said, if we desire our faith to be strengthened, we should not shrink from opportunities where our faith may be tried. Listen to this. And therefore, through trial, be strengthened. The only way to learn strong faith is to endure great trials. He said, preacher, but I go through so many trials. Learn faith from those trials. They teach us strength. You know, I don't think people go, you see bodybuilders before? You all say yes because you're looking at one right now. <laughs> I've built a really big one. You know, bodybuilders, you know what they do? They put weight. My brother, my brother Tim, he, 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 he's, he's, a, he's a bodybuilder. I mean, years ago, he was in contests, and, and uh, uh, you know, he and I had the same shape. His shape was like this. Mine was like this. And, uh, but uh, he, he was a bodybuilder. He, and even to this day, he's, what, two and a half years, three years younger than me? Every day he's at the gym. I'm like, man, you're nuts. And, uh, but he's every day at the gym, and he works on, on, on his body. And, uh, 
and, and, and you, know, you know what he does, though? He says, I lift weights every day. He lifts weights. You know what that is? That's trials. That makes him strong. Remember one day, when, years ago, I was in Indiana, and he was out in the backyard, and he had a, a what's it, a shirt with just like little straps here. Uh, muscle shirt. I, every shirt I have is a muscle shirt. <laughs> but he had a muscle shirt on. And, and I, I'm telling you, I, I, I looked at him, and I thought, good night. This is not right. I mean, he had big biceps. And, he, and I mean, he was strong. He could see it. He could see the veins in his in his arm, and I mean, he, I'm like, man, alive. I'm like, I, I want to wear a, an overcoat because of my, I, I had things that were big too, but it wasn't my arms. It was right above my belt, hey, man, up here. But uh, I, 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 I thought, you know, you know, how did he get that? Using weights. You know, sometimes when trials come in our life, don't lay down and cry. Stand up and serve God. They'll cause you to be stronger. You say, preacher, I just don't know what to do. Well, God gave us a 911 call. Did you know that? Jeremiah 33 3 says this. It says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You know, sometimes we have some mountains that are very difficult in our life and it seems like we can't control them or we can't have victory over them. Sometimes those, those, those things are, are a broken heart and that's a horrible thing to have, a broken heart. Sometimes it's a health problem. Again, that's a horrible thing to have to go through. And sometimes it's financial problems and family problems and many times it's a sin problem. You know why you're so bored in church? You've got a sin problem. Amen. Amen. Well, I just don't like church. You know why? There's a sin problem. You get that problem taken care of, it won't be so bad. Amen. Sometimes we see the storm clouds approaching, but we don't know what's going on. This afternoon, oh, what was it about 3 o'clock or so, I went outside for a minute, and I looked, and over in the sky towards the left of the back porch there, it was all dark. And I thought, I didn't know it was supposed to rain. I thought, what's it? And I, remember, I came in and I told my wife, I said, I said the, the clouds are dark. I don't think they're calling for any rain. And they weren't, I, as far as I knew. I got on my phone and I looked and I, I didn't see any rain clouds on the, on the radar. But sometimes we see rain clouds. Sometimes we see the storm coming. We don't know what it may hold. Some people in other parts of the country, they see the storm coming. They don't know if it's just going to be a bad rainstorm or a thunderstorm or a tornado. Read about a church not long ago that went, they, their church was destroyed by a tornado. And then what happens? They rebuilt it, and another tornado this year, not long ago, came along and destroyed their church again. Poor folks. We don't know what the storms may bring, but we know who's in charge of the storms. We know who's the one that can help rebuild us and make us what we ought to be. We must have faith in God. But when we have faith in God, we need to pray. And what we do, we pray uh, for and have forgiveness. Look at verses 25 and 26 of what we read. And when, they, when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. You know, when we don't forgive... And again, we're talking about prayer, having faith in God, and we saw what God did. God cursed the tree, and it happened. It didn't give any more fruit. 
And so we pray to God and we trust God. We need when we pray to make sure in our faith that we also forgive. It's a very important part of the Christian life. So, well, I'm just never going to forgive them. You're in for a rough ride. We need to forgive. Aren't you glad that God's not that way? That God's willing to forgive us when we sin? And uh, I, I think you know that, that, that anger and bitterness and hatred, the unforgiving spirit, what to do? It poisons the power that we could have. It poisons our prayer life. The Bible says in Psalm 66, verse 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. You know how silly it is for people to repeat these prayers, to go through their prayer beads, and they're repeating these things. We look, how silly that is. How silly it is if we regard iniquity in our hearts and we're praying to God. He said, well, we're supposed to pray to God, but we're to be right with God. Sin will hide us from him. Well, now I pray I want God to answer, don't you? He said, well, not hear me if I regard iniquity. Jesus made it very clear that our unwillingness to forgive others will affect having our answers to prayer. I like what God answers prayer, don't you? You say, well, God never answered my prayer. Hey, did you pray that God would take care of you today? Hello, you're here. Lord, watch over me today. We're here. Hey, God, Lord, meet my needs, Lord. I pray that you'll watch over and meet my needs today. Did, did y'all eat? If you didn't, when, you, when I'm done in a minute, go home and eat. It's amazing. God takes care of us all the time, doesn't he? Any of you worried today about having air to breathe? Water to drink? No. But God takes care, doesn't he? God takes care. God said in Ephesians 4.32, and be kind one to another. That'd be a good thing for Baptists to do. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Here it is. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Be like Jesus. So here we are, beginning of 2023. Again, I just can't believe it. I remember a long time ago, I'm thinking, can you imagine when it gets 2020? Now we're here in 2023. I mean, I remember back, you know, most of us, I mentioned this morning, we looked at when it was the year 2000. We thought, how in the world are we going to do anything? How are we going to write this? Because we've been doing 19-something for 100 years. Well, not all of us 100 years, some of you in here. But for 100 years, we've been writing 19-something. And all of a sudden, we look, man, the time has gone by, and it has. How blessed we are that every day and all the way through, God's been there. And we can tonight understand this. I don't know what the year holds, but I know who holds the year. In his hands, it's okay. And the storms come. As a little boy, we lived in Highland, Indiana. And I remember this is before I was, I was five years and younger when we lived in Highland. We'd sit, had big front porch on the front of our house. And I remember it was screened in. When the storms would come, we just, we'd sit down on a porch. We'd watch it rain. And I remember when the thunder would strike, we would run to mom, us boys. There was only two of us at that time. We'd run to mom. You know what we felt like? That may seem silly now. But as little boys, we felt like we were okay because mom had us. You know that lightning could have struck mom. But I don't run to mom because mom is not here anymore. 
but I can run to God every time. I'll guarantee you this, God, <laughs> lightning won't strike God because he's God. Job said this in Job 13, 15. I'll close with it. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. But I will maintain mine own ways before him. No matter what happens, what we can do is we can trust him. You say, preacher, what if I get sick and the doctors say I'm going to die? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You know, it's one thing about a Christian, we know where we're going. Isn't that a great thing? We know where we're going. It's not hope so salvation, it's no so salvation. Oh, do you know that? If you put your faith and trust in Christ. So what can we get from this? I think verse 22 has got it all summed up. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. In the new year, let's have faith in God. You say, but the news said, have faith in God. Oh, Putin's planning this, and uh, the guy from China's planning that. Have faith in God. Did you hear what Congress did? Have faith in God. Because you know what? God is still on the throne. Amen. Have faith in God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the time again this evening. Thank you for the word and what it gives us. And Lord, I pray that tonight that we might have helped people understand some things about this. And Lord, to even the, the simple thing of you cursing that tree and then to come past it and see that, there, that it, wasn't, it, was, it was withered, it, it dried up. That's not a surprise because what you say, your word is true. But Lord, there's a lesson there for us tonight, and I pray that we'd understand it. And we, may we have faith in this new year. May we trust you. May our faith be strengthened. May we be encouraged by our faith in you. Thank you for being a great God to us. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed, maybe you're here tonight, not sure of salvation. You need to be saved. I wonder if there'd be anyone here tonight said, Preacher, if I die right now, I don't know I go to heaven, but I'd like to know that. Pray for me. Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved, but I'd like to know it. Christian, tonight, has God spoken to your heart? He said, Preacher, you know, sometimes I worry about things. I know we all do sometimes, don't we? And we worry about what's happening in the world, and we think, you know, and I hear this all the time, and and we say it. We're just worried about what our kids are going to have to go through someday. Let me tell you something. God was God when we were kids, and God will be God for our kids, and God will still be God for their kids. He's always God. Let's have faith in him tonight. Let's just have faith in him tonight. I don't know what it is bothering you, what's worrying you. Have faith in God. And with the new year, it's kind of like we don't know what's all going to happen, but we know this, that God's still going to be on the throne. Let's trust him. The altar will be open tonight. If God spoke to your heart, you do what God says. Father, bless now this invitation. I pray your will be done now. Help us to be honest with you. Help us trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.